Welcome to Campus Safety Voices. I'm Robin Hattersley, Editor-in-Chief of Campus Safety Magazine. Most colleges, healthcare facilities, and K-12 schools and school districts issue their employees, faculty members, clinicians, and students identification cards. And today's ID cards can do a whole lot more than just provide identification. Depending on the type of technology embedded in the card, campus IDs can open doors to residence halls, hospital emergency rooms, administrative offices, and other locations on, on campus. They can also provide access to computers and act as debit cards for cafeteria privileges, laundry, and other on-campus and off-campus privileges. However, providing everyone on campus with an ID card, especially at the start of a new school year, can be extremely challenging. Fortunately, the right ID card printer technology can do wonders to make the issuance process faster and more efficient and more secure. To help us make sense of the latest technologies out there that can help make the ID card issuance process easier, I spoke with HID Global Senior Product Marketing Managers, Nils Wallander and Mike Manns. In this interview, Nils and Mike tell us about the latest printer technology trends and what's coming up on the horizon. They also chat about inkjet technology, web-based card personalization, and how to make your ID card issuance process more secure. Additionally, they provide advice on how to evaluate your card issuance process. Both of these gentlemen have tons of years of experience in the ID card space, so I'm sure you're going to learn a lot from them. So here's my interview with Mike and Mills. Enjoy the show. So gentlemen, the card issuance space has historically been slow to adopt new technology. For example, the existing dye sub print technology that has been in use for as long as schools have been printing ID cards. Are there any new print technologies or trends on the horizon? Yeah, I can take that one. <clears throat> so it, it's, I would say it's really kind of uh, multifaceted is the best way to answer that. There's, there's some new opportunities to print uh, with new technologies from a hardware perspective. Uh, and it really goes hand in hand with some new opportunities to interact with those pieces of hardware from a from a software solution. And I'll let Nils take that uh, in a moment. But really, from a from a hardware perspective, uh, traditionally die sub ribbon based printing has been the norm. It's been the the most commonly used print technology for you know twenty to thirty years. And really, in the last couple of years, there's been a lot of development to bring inkjet based uh, print technologies to the to the forefront in a desktop uh, printer form factor for card uh, for plastic cards. And, and really that's been a great opportunity to differentiate how do we print high quality images uh, in a really safe uh, and easy to use environment. And so that's been uh, really something that's probably been pretty new in the last year. And there's, there's opportunities to do it uh, with a couple different technologies. One of them being a, sol uh, a solvent based ink uh, that actually cures on the card by itself uh, with a little bit of heat and time. And then also uh, with UV cured inks. Uh, and that is utilized primarily in the higher higher volume space. Yeah, and, and on top of that, so not only has uh, traditional print technology been evolving, so has the software. So where historically it was always, you know, software installed on your PC, maybe it's a Windows app. We've seen a pretty big rise in people moving to more web-based card personalization solutions that has its has its own benefits. So it's definitely been a fun last couple of years as we've seen not only print technology change, but uh, the software space has been changing pretty rapidly. 
So I have a question on web-based card personalization, but first I want to ask why hasn't inkjet technology taken off in the past? It seems like a natural progression considering every printer I've ever purchased uses this technology. It's a great question. And I, and I think a lot of people are going to ask that same, that same question. Really a lot of it, it really has to do with bringing the form factor to a, a to a, a compact size that that's easy to use and easily implementable in a variety of situations. There's there's been inkjet used to print on cards for many many years. So the cards that you would typically use for your debit cards, your credit cards, uh, you know some loyalty cards that are probably printed in more of a, a big mass central issuance space. A lot of those have utilized inkjet technology for for decades. The challenge with it is really the cost of that hardware and the complexity of it that really lent itself to a big room-sized piece of hardware. And so the ability to really utilize technological advances to bring down the, the physical size of some of those components, as well as the cost points, is really what's lent us to, to looking at inkjet in a desktop space, as well as evolving the ink capabilities. So historically, one of the biggest challenges is printing onto a plastic surface. So in your home office paper-based printers, uh, those inks, they really don't work well to print onto a plastic surface, so on a card surface that we commonly see in the workplace. That is a, is a pretty big challenge. And so finding an ink that really bites into that card surface, sinks into it, gives you a long lasting durable image, that's been the challenge. And so there's been a lot of development around the ink side to provide uh, an end product that really is stable and reliable. And that's probably been the biggest development that'll enable people to want to use these in their workplaces. Nils, you want to add anything to that? Uh, no, I think he did a pretty good job on the, the inkjet technology. I mean, I, I don't know, Mike, did you mention that, you know, at one point there was some inkjet printer technology out there, but it just never really took off to kind of for the, the challenges that you mentioned? Yeah, that's there's there has been some historical attempts to do this, yeah. uh, and unfortunately, they they just didn't really grasp and, and didn't get the market share that was probably anticipated at the time. The big obstacle around it was creating a, a durable printed card surface on a common card. One of the biggest, uh, I would say, barriers to entry in the past was many times on an inkjet solution, you had to buy a specific card from that manufacturer. So the card that either had a certain coating on it or it had some type of a receptive layer on top that was unique to that print technology for the compatibility. Um, and really that's a big barrier for a lot of people. Perhaps they've got either a large uh, set of cards they've got in stock, they've got pre-printed cards that they're using. Something's, uh, you know, creating this barrier that makes it harder for them to really change their entire print solution to focus around a, a specific consumable. And that's, that's really what's creating a, a unique differentiator now versus historically is we're, we're creating an opportunity to print on any of these commonly used PVC based cards. So you're saying before the cards were proprietary, which oftentimes when, you know, whenever I hear proprietary, that means it's going to cost, cost more money. And yeah. so now that things are a little bit more agnostic, you can use your own card, bring your own card type of situation. That's sort of really a game changer. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, you're releasing that that tie from the, the consumables aspect of the, the card consumable, <clears throat> so to speak, where it didn't have, it doesn't, it no longer has to be 
uh, my card, an HID card, perhaps, if, if you've got something else that you're already using, uh, it, it's going to work with those solutions. And to your point, the, the proprietary cards, unfortunately, typically come with a, a higher cost because they're produced in lower volumes, perhaps. Uh, they've got something unique to them that's not uh, super, super common in the marketplace. So it does come with an increased cost, which uh, we're, we're getting away from today. Yeah, and like you mentioned, it's not necessarily a new technology. They've they've been using it in these large card service bureaus. It's just the challenge was always the cost of those machines was huge, right? So bringing this down yeah. more to the masses is a it's a big big deal. It's a big hurdle. You're taking something that in the central issuance, what we call central issuance space today, you know, a printer that takes up the size of a room. You know that may cost uh, two hundred fifty to two hundred fifty thousand to a million dollars in some instances. You know we're trying to bring that down into something that's going to cost you know two thousand dollars or maybe less. Yeah. So that's that's really where that uh, that big evolution in the technology has enabled us to to do that. What you're saying, people don't have half a million dollars laying around <laughs> to buy a to buy a card printer for for their employees. <laughs> there might be a few that do, but I think the majority of our our customers uh, and our users, especially in in most cases, uh, they're they're probably not fitting that into their budget. Yeah, you bring up a really good point, Nails. Um, so why would someone want to use inkjet print technology over the trusted dye sublimation printing that has been in place for years? So there's there's certainly benefits to it. I would say the number one benefit that I see long-term is a user interaction. So making a printer that we feel more comfortable with requires less training, less, less user uh, experience to be comfortable with it, to be competent with it. Uh, you know, most people have interacted with a home-based inkjet style printer uh, in the paper side. And so they, they understand what an ink cartridge looks like, what it feels like, how to interact with a printer to make that snap in. Uh, that It's a very familiar use case. And from a, a traditional card printing aspect, you know, a lot of times we use print ribbons and sometimes they're in an easy to use disposable uh, cartridge that slides in and it, it dis you dispose of it when it's empty. Uh, but, you know, there's there's high volume ribbons that maybe are a little bit more complex. If you drop it, it starts rolling across the floor and you got to roll it all back up. And some of those things can just happen. Uh, and especially if you're not familiar with it, you don't use it every day. We're trying to really ease the user experience, minimize training required. And there's certainly uh, performance benefits to it. Uh, if you use direct to card style printers, you're always going to see a little white line on, on leading and the trailing edge of the card, you know, and really those are kind of for, for the, the layman's terms, it's an insurance line. You're creating a, an opportunity to make sure that that card is not gonna interact with uh, the main print head inside the printer with a, a slight interference and, a, and, a, and a, an interruption where it's gonna hit it and damage that print head. In a, in a traditional ribbon-based printer, the print head is really your, one of your most exper ex uh, expensive and uh, critical components. And if you damage it, uh, number one, it's very expensive to replace it. Uh, and sometimes it can be very challenging uh, due to the downtime that you're going to experience when that happens. So with an inkjet-based uh, printer, we really don't have that, that challenge anymore because we're not making intimate contact with the card. We can print all the way over the full card surface, really giving you a printed image more closely resembling a retransfer style printer, uh, printed image. So we've got... Uh, potentially higher resolutions. Uh, in many places, we're getting 600 to 1200 DPI. And, and, and I, I do believe that can continue going up. Uh, whereas in most ribbon-based printers, 300 DPI has been the standard forever. 
Uh, only in the last couple of years have we seen a retransfer get up into the 600 DPI space. So we can do higher print resolution. We can print over the edge of the card. We can really give you that full card coverage uh, and it, it really eases up the user experience. So there's a lot of benefits to moving and transitioning to inkjet, uh, especially as the features and the functions continue to grow in that space. You know, Mike, I got a question for you that I was just thinking about as you were you were going through some, and you know, it's been a while since I managed some of the printers, but if some, if we were trying to describe this to somebody listening to this, you know, you've got, you know, direct to card printers, DTC, and then retransfer. Those are kind of the two that have been around. They both use die sub, but you know, one prints onto a film and then overlays it. That's the retransfer. In terms of image quality, where would you put the inkjet? Is it like, you know, you mentioned the white line with the DTC printers or direct-to-card printers. Is inkjet sort of somewhere in between direct-to-card and retransfer, or is it, you know, above retransfer, below direct-to-card? Like, in your mind, where do you think you'd you'd put that if there was a sliding scale of, you know, image quality or the way the card looks after it's been printed? Yeah, it, I would say it's definitely it's it's in between the two. You, you've got this the 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 one difference is. To your point, you, you're alleviating the white lines. You're alleviating any unprinted surface on the card, uh, which is very common in direct-to-card. You've, you've got to have some uh, insurance lines, if you will, on the leading and the trailing edges. Uh, and, and subsequently, if you're doing technology cards with an embedded electronics chip, uh, that, that DTC printed image is not really able to conform to surface irregularities. And that's what has led a lot of people with technology cards to morph into a retransfer-based printer solution in their environments. And now with inkjet, we no longer have that concern either. We can print completely over those chipped areas, not create those little shadows or halos that you might see uh, on a, on a direct-to-card style printed image where the, that print head doesn't have the conformability to reach in there and, and get that dye impregnated into that little surface irregularity. Uh, whereas inkjet, you know, that's really not an issue anymore. Retransfer, as you said, we're gonna print onto a clear substrate. Uh, and so when we're doing that, we don't have those surface irregularities. And then that substrate basically sandwiches that image with heat and pressure onto that card surface. So I would say from a printed image perspective, we're definitely in the middle. We get a higher print resolution, uh, but some of the images on a retransfer printer are still really difficult to improve upon. I think they really make a nice card. No, that makes sense. It seems like it might be like, uh, if, you know, printing onto a t technology card, a smart card where you get those halos that you're mentioning, it almost it might be that the inkjet could be sort of a, a middle ground where if maybe you don't want to step all the way up to a retransfer, going to an inkjet would still be a better option than DTC for technology cards. Uh, I do. I do think that the, this is going to be, in, in my opinion, this is going to be the future of the entry-level space over time is, is people will start developing more of these solutions uh, and they will become more and more adopted into uh, traditional workplaces. Yeah. And environmentally, it's like you said, you don't have those extra leftover consumables. If anybody's pulled out the ribbon after they've printed a card with a, a traditional dye sublimation printer, whether it's retransfer or direct to card, it always feels like there's a lot of waste there. So... Yeah, There's that green aspect that uh, everybody's concerned about. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta cool. love to go green. Gotta, gotta yeah. protect our, our Mother Earth. So that good for you guys on that. Um, now you mentioned web-based card personalization is on the yeah. rise. First of all, what is it and why is this? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So web-based card personalization. So I, I think. Uh, many of you listening or around that you know, like if you're going to print a card, you need to have some way of designing the card. So 
you know, where is the image going to lay? Where is the text going to lay? You know, maybe you want to import a, a background so that with the card prints and it looks, you know, the way you expect it to look. And historically, card personalization has been its own standalone software that you would use to type in the information, maybe capture someone's photo and hit print. And they've always been locally installed. Uh, but what we've seen is a lot more web-based solutions. So rather than having to actually install any software on the PC or the workstation that you're trying to issue from, now you just go to a, a web page. you just navigate to the, the card personalization software page and you can design a card. You can oftentimes uh, print a badge from there. And uh, yeah, so it's we've seen that really start to grow here uh, pretty significantly. And when we talk about the web-based space, there's kind of two different ways to go about it, right? So you've got your, your cloud-based, which I think many people kind of, that's what they think about is cloud-based card personalization or web-based personalization in the cloud, which is very similar interaction to what we have when we watch Netflix or we shop on Amazon or we look up our bank accounts, right? You don't need to install any software. You just go to a page or maybe you have an app on your phone, username and password, and you're in. And that's really the simplicity of going to a cloud-based card personalization. You can do it from every, anywhere. You don't need to install any software. But the other option is to do what they call an on-premise cloud, uh, where you're actually installing the card personalization software you know, on the local servers. Now, it's still web-based. You still navigate to a, a you know, website or a URL, and you type in username and password. It's just that you need to be on the schools or organizations um, network, right? So you need to, whether it's VPNing in or you need to be physically on the school on the same network, uh, but you'll still get a lot of the same benefits. It's still web-based and everything else. So there's kind of those two different modes. One is a local installation, but it's still web-based. So you're just using a, a browser to access it. Or the other one is you're actually you know, storing some of the information uh, on the cloud uh, through AWS. So yeah, and we've seen the, that. Oh, oh sure. I, I'm sorry. What are some of the benefits of the web-based or the cloud solutions, like compared to the traditional where you load something on on your Windows computer? Yeah, sure. So, and some of the benefits. There's numerous ones, but it's a lot of the same benefits that you would get when you use any, you know, web-based app uh, for personal reasons. You know, watching a movie, shopping, anything else. And that's really the reason why we've seen this rise in the, or this uptick in web-based card personalization solutions. Is one, there's people are getting comfortable with using. Uh, these types of applications or this mode of application where you're you're logging on to a page uh, and you know previously you might have been a little concerned about you know I'm I'm printing a badge of a student I'm a little bit concerned that someone's going to be able to hack in and, and take this information but you know the the security concerns of that have sort of somewhat been negated and now people are feeling comfortable you know accessing bank information on these websites with so the same front, they're gonna feel comfortable moving in that direction for their web base. So that's led the charge uh, in the rise of the web-based card personalization solutions. And then once somebody has something like that installed, whether it's on-premise, you know, installed on their local servers or it's hosted by some other company, uh, the benefits there are pretty amazing, right? So of course, you're no longer need, gonna need to have to install any software. Once you get that going, it's very lightweight which allows for schools to sort of ramp up very quickly, you know, at the time of orientation. So what we've oftentimes seen is, you know, new student orientation happens sometime in the summer and you've got, you know, hundreds of kids coming in. They're seeing the school for the first time. 
and they're also getting their ID badge at that same moment. And you know, oftentimes you go visit a school and they've got a physical PC, maybe it's a laptop sitting on a cart with a printer with a bunch of cables, and they're moving this thing around to try to get the the issuance station, you know, where the kids are. Oftentimes it's in the student union because taking hundreds of kids through the cart off is just is asking for asking for trouble. So you bring all these workstations out there. Going to a cloud-based solution, uh, whether it's on-prem or or hosted, uh, really allows you to simplify that process, right? You can just bring a laptop, you can capture all the data there, maybe print it back at a, at a central location uh, without having to you know, run a bunch of cables and do all that. And if you need you know, five workstations during the orientation phase and you typically only need two, you can stand up three workstations immediately where uh, a more traditional application, you may need to get IT involved. Uh, you may run into Windows updates because you haven't used that older workstation in a while. So, you know, you really benefit from the flexibility of being able to issue from anywhere. You get away from worrying about uh, the IT maintenance, having to stand stuff up. So you can do that in a much more rapid, rapid mode. And then just the visibility. Oftentimes you're going to be able to, to see the health of your issuance system from anywhere. Now that it's on the cloud, uh, or it's in a web format, you know, you can be at home sitting on the couch and you can see what the printers are doing. Where oftentimes in the, in the past, you needed to be sitting right next to your PC connected via USB to the printer. Now you can do that all over a network. So it really allows people to be more proactive in their maintenance, right? So if I'm able to see the health of my printers from anywhere, that means I can likely probably get some form of a notification as I'm starting to run low of you know consumables, whether it's print ribbon or cards, and then I can you know make sure that they've got the the supplies that they need in advance because you know when you get a flat tire in a car, it, it never happens uh, right as you're getting to your destination where someone can fix it. You get a flat tire while you're driving, or you run out of gas when you're you're driving, and so that's never a fun experience. And so if we can kind of get away from that, make the operator's life a lot better, make the the people getting those cards better because they can get it where they're, they're at. Uh, that's all going to be a, a huge benefit. And, you know, the number of times in working with uh, an HID cloud solution or even, a, you know, somebody else that has something, the biggest benefit is just getting away from the, the crazy Windows updates and peripheral updates that always seem to bring things down. Printers are constantly needing to be updated. And so if you go to this web-based form, oftentimes the solutions that do that sort of get you out of that mode and not needing to uh, to deal with that. Mike, did you want to add anything about that? It, it really, Nils hit it uh, for me from a hardware perspective on, on some of the last points you made that <clears throat> some of the bigger challenges with ongoing printer platforms is the driver space. So there's, you know, there's a continual update of drivers uh, or, or driver needs uh, when, it, when an operating system creates an update. So in the Mac environment, you know, they release a pretty steady cadence of iOS updates. Uh, in the Windows-based platforms, uh, they do something similar. So you're going to get a consistent update of needs from a driver perspective. And sometimes from a manufacturer side, it's hard to keep up with those. So if, if you're on this web-based platform uh, and if you're doing some of these hosted solutions, you can really help minimize the, the need for those driver updates uh, if you're competing or if you're printing your solutions from some of these, these newer technology uh, solutions, uh, I think it definitely improves the user experience. Yeah, and I, I, one thing to add onto that is it can also be helpful from a, 
you know, a cost perspective, we talked about, you know, just the uptime is there, but from a cost perspective, these web solutions oftentimes allow you to have multiple workstations connected to a single printer, uh, specifically when you're trying to do uh, smart card personalization, where you're trying to not only print on the outside of the card, but you're trying to read information. Historically, you've needed to have a one-to-one -one setup, right? Like one workstation or PC connected to one printer. But these solutions have gotten more intelligent now to where you can, with the web-based solution, you can actually have multiple workstations located anywhere hitting the same printer, right? So now you can have, you know, four workstations sitting in the card office and they can all be printing to, to one printer, maybe two, rather than having four printers uh, sitting there. You know, it just, it's going to save you a little bit of time. You can maybe have some backup printers there, but it, it might reduce some of the cost associated with, uh, with that. And you know, Nils, you mentioned something about security initially, but I want to I want to circle back to that. Um, mm. And let's you know dive a little deeper into the security concerns in moving to a web-based solution. Can you uh, talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So uh, I would say in this trend of web-based card personalization, security is you know obviously you've got flexibility and convenience of the web-based solution, but the security piece has always been kind of this underlying component that. You know, as you talk to people that are, are looking to move there or they're interested in it, security always seems to come up um, because obviously they're working with, you know, identity data and they want to be, they want to feel safe that it's not going to go into the wrong hands. And so what we've, we've started to see, you know, within our own solution and with other solutions is, you know, security really has been top of mind in building a lot of these pieces out where they're, they're using some form of what we would call like a, a secure element where you can put keys or other encrypted data in there to ensure that you know when you send a print job, nobody's going to be able to unpack that or attack that information. Uh, it's really using you know banking level encryption standards. So like when you use your credit card uh, someplace or when you share your credit card information online and that gets passed back to the credit card company, um, a lot of these solutions are using that exact same technology, right? So that when you see that little gold chip on your on your credit card uh, for contact chip uh, payment, uh, oftentimes the the printing solutions will have something like that inside the printer to be able to store the keys. So which makes it really difficult to to get access to and almost impossible, really. Um, and so that's how a lot of these solutions have sort of gone around uh, these security concerns. And what I'll add to that is some of them, you know, if it's an integrated solution, so that's usually the best experience is rather than having like your one card office solution or the solution using to issue the ID cards and then a separate solution for printing badges, we've started to see this convergence where um, the one card system that you're managing all the life cycle of the students and their meal plans and, you know, where their classes are, all that stuff, the printing aspect is actually embedded into that, right? So now the operator no longer has to jump from one application to the next. So it's all embedded. And another thing that allows for is you're sort of taking away any of that data going into the card printing system, right? It's handed off to it for a very short period of time, prints the card, and then it's removed. So the data really only resides in, in one location. Because we've seen that come up where they're like, well, am I going to have to replicate my data? Am I going to have to have my students' data not only in my uh, student card issuance system or management system, but I may have to have it also in this uh, web-based cloud personalization solution. And because there's been this convergence, the answer there is no. It, you simply just put the data in the place that you want to keep it. 
you hand it over for printing for a very brief amount of time. It's all encrypted. It's all very much secure. And then that information is deleted out as soon as it gets printed, right? So you only have data in one location. So you're not putting it all over the place. So realistically, I mean, if, if you feel comfortable doing online banking uh, or shopping online, I, I would say oftentimes, you know, these, these card personalization solutions may be even more secure than that. But it's, it's something that you definitely want to get more information on from the card issuance solution provider, because now there are so many. It's, a, it's a, definitely a top of mind question that you should be posing to, to that manufacturer or that uh, solution provider. Great information, you guys, and thank you so much for your time. Um, any final sage advice you'd like to provide to our school, university, and hospital readers and anybody else who may, any other type of campus that may need to improve their card issuance process? Nils, do you want to start us off with that? Sure, yeah. I, I would say the thing that, uh, you know, in working or partnering with uh, different organizations and, and I would say uh, resellers of, of different products, the thing that always seems to work the best, like when I see stuff where they have problems, it's it's typically people run into roadblocks, they have problems, is when the organization uh, hasn't sort of taken a holistic view of, of what the issuance solution is going to be. And what I mean by that is, you know, asking or getting soliciting information from other departments. So if you have the card office, connect with the IT department, connect with uh, the security department, maybe even connect with HR departments. Uh, in terms of what their needs are for ID badging, because what you may find is they have particular needs or wants. You might actually find more room in the budget, but bringing a group together, understanding what those needs are, and then taking a you know a really long look at what your issuance process looks like today, and saying you know does this meet our needs? I mean, you may find just going through looking at what you're doing uh, that, you know, maybe stepping up to some of the newer print technologies or going web-based, it, it may not make sense. It doesn't make sense for everybody, but it's really important to take a look, sort of uh, have a snapshot of like, all right, this is what our issuance system looks like today. Here's how long it takes to issue a badge. You know, here's our ongoing costs um, related to that. And, you know, are there things that you want to do to improve that process? Or are there things that are constantly getting in the way of doing your other jobs? Because oftentimes, you know, this is just one small piece of what many of you are probably doing. Uh, you probably wear many hats uh, like many of us uh, do today. Uh, and if that's getting in the way of doing that, I think it, it's a good time to have that conversation. But I would say just really first step, just take a, a snapshot of how things look today, involve other groups, and then uh, work with uh, your reseller, this person that you were either buying the printers from or, or cards or, or your card personalization software and, and just ask them what options are available and, and bring them into the conversation because they likely can, can help you out with that. Um, I would say that would be my, uh, one of my main points is just have that conversation. Absolutely. And Mike, what about you? What's your sage advice to our readers and our audience? Yeah, I mean, Nils said it really well that there's there's so many options nowadays, and, yeah. and there's there's a lot of uh, hardware options. There's a lot of security options, and really, per, to to his point, frame out what's important to you, what's important to your organization. From is it speed? Is it cost? Is it security? How do you want to integrate that into your solution, into your your environment? 
and um, you know, there's there's a, a huge array of security options. If you want to do anything, you know, from a, a holographic overlay or something inlaid into card surfaces, all the way down to you know a specific watermark that you want to put on cards to give you a, a kind of a, a basic entry level security feature. There's a lot of these security features that are available. There's a lot of print technologies now, like we we've been talking about. You know, there's ribbon based with direct card. There's ribbon based with retransfer. There's inkjet based with uh, uh, a wet ink, uh, a solvent-based ink, as well as UV curable ink. So there's a, a huge array of, of print technologies and they all come with their benefits. There's there's either cost per card benefits, there's, there's uh, printed image benefits. What's really important to you and what's important to your organization, both short-term and long-term? Uh, and I think it's really, to, his, to, to everybody's point, ask the questions, you know, get in touch with your, your provider, your solution provider, Ask as many questions as you can. How can these products benefit your organization? What's really going to be the right fit? Uh, and I think you're you're going to be very happy with what's available today. And let me one thing I want to add to that. I know we kind of touched on it during the course of the, the call, but it's something that's a a bit of a passion of mine. I've, I've written some stuff on it, and I think uh, I often find people just aren't aware of this. Uh, but the reading of the smart card data and the printing, all in one step, I I. I've, I'm honestly, so I get surprised the number of times I, I talk to uh, an organization that they're just not aware that that capability is available. And oftentimes it's available in the printer you already have today, and it's available in the software you have today. It's just an upgrade uh, to um, the printer. You just add like a little encoder uh, inside of it, but that's like a huge benefit in saving time. So if you come across as Mike saying like, you know, is saving time important? Maybe that's a place to look, but I would just say, you know, the holistic view, but uh, I just wanted to put a little bit of a, a, a plug in there for that <laughs> that trend because we have seen that uh, increase here as people start to use the smart cards and, and maybe we didn't touch on it maybe as as much as we, we should have, but oftentimes you'll find that you already have all the solution you need. You just need to maybe get one little piece to turn it on. So yeah, that, I'll leave it at that, yeah. I was gonna say that it's it's a great point because it's it's nothing new, it's nothing emerging. Right. It's a very mature product. It's a very mature concept. It's very been it's been well vetted for many many years. Uh, we you know many of us know how to do it very very well. So I would say to to shorten up your time frame, your time investment, and also to reduce the errors. I mean it it, it certainly is gonna happen over time. You enter enough error or numbers manually, you know things things just happen. So. Uh, really increasing your security by minimizing mistakes. I think that's a great uh, suggestion as well. And when you see it the first time, it feels like magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Great job, uh, Niels Wallander and Mike Manns from HID Global. Thank you so much. Thank you thank for having you. us. <laughs>